Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. We're going to continue to train, and today we're going to talk about handing out literature. What are some good pieces of literature to hand out and how to do it effectively? Stay with us as we talk about this important subject. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us as we continue to do some training and help equip you guys to be effective at the abortion centers, help encourage you guys. Those who've been out there for a while, we want to encourage you with uh, maybe just some ways you can do things differently or just remind you of some things you already know. Those who are brand new, we encourage you to step out in faith and uh, use some of the principles that we're teaching you in these podcasts to, uh, to reach out to women to see lives changed and uh, the gospel go forth, babies saved, all of that. Yep. So training training is uh, is necessary mm-hmm. to really build our confidence, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And really have the confidence that I think it takes to, uh, to convey to a woman who doesn't have confidence that she can trust the Lord, that she can trust you with the information that you're sharing with her. And we're going to talk about information Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, I think, several podcasts ago, we talked about gathering information and stuff like that, I believe. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about how to pass out this information. Right. And in particular, we're talking about brochures that you pass out. Brochures, tracks, yeah. whatever, that that conveys what you need them to know yeah. in order to make a choice for life. Yeah. Right. And we've seen babies saved. Mm-hmm. By simply a mom getting a brochure, going yep. into the parking lot, grabs a brochure, doesn't stop and talk, but takes that brochure. Some of them take it inside the abortion clinic. Yep. And that was Izzy's story. It was. Actually, it happened today. That okay. happened th- today. One of our counselors, uh, a car stopped for her in the road. She handed them a brochure. She had very little time to speak with her. Plus, the woman was Hispanic and didn't speak much English. So she gave her one of our Hispanic brochures. They drove in. Actually, they didn't even drive in. They didn't even enter. They told us they were there for an abortion, but they did not even enter. They She looked at the brochure, and they drove on past wow. and never came back. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So God uses this information. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast we did where we interviewed Izzy, uh, right. it's been a while ago. I don't yeah. even know how long ago it's been. Yeah. Uh, but her testimony is basically that she got a brochure going into the mm-hmm. abortion center didn't even really stop. She didn't stop and talk. She didn't even stop and tell us on her way out that she was choosing life. Right. She got the information, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. that had your number on the back of it. Right. And called you a couple of months later. Said, mm-hmm. hey, that help that you guys were calling out about, I, I want to take advantage of that. Yeah. So we were able to connect her with a mentor. They gave her a baby shower. And she's been a, a friend yeah. of the family ever since. She has. Baby's yeah. two now. So we're going to talk about passing out information. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about maybe some of the most, uh, I think, effective information to hand out Mm -hmm. and uh, cue you guys in on if you're one of our missionaries with Love Life, you should already have information. But I want to cue you guys in on some available information that we have on the Sidewalks for Life website. So there is a section there where we have downloads where you can just download. We have signage. And this is kind of just it's not branded with any particular brand or anything like that. Sidewalks for Life is not a brand. It's just a website that we have for equipping. 
And we've thrown some things out there. And in the section printable resources, you'll see that at the top, there's some literature. There's two brochures that we designed some years back that are really pointed and, and, and focused on the women going into the abortion center. They say hope and help for you on the front. One of them has a graphic image inside of a victim of abortion. We think that can be effective. Some people maybe are not comfortable with sharing that. So we have one available that doesn't have that graphic image inside. Uh, we may talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. using graphic images mm-hmm. and information that you hand out. Right. But just wanted to um, cue you guys in on that available. Th- these are downloads. You can just click on the picture of it. And uh, right-hand corner, there should be a download button. Depending on the browser that you use, you download that. Take it to a local print shop that can print it. It's a trifold, so you'll have to tell them that. Maybe there's an online resource for this. I don't. I haven't found on Vistaprint. A lot of people mm-hmm. use Vistaprint mm-hmm. that they have a, a, a trifold of this size that you can get them to print out for you. But it's just there for you guys to do with what you feel is best. And yeah, totally free. Yeah. And we provide it because we've we've had a lot of experience out here. We kind of know what sorts of information the people are really most maybe swayed by. Yeah. And that's what we've tried to get into yeah. to those brochures because you know the whole reason for handing out those brochures brochures is that in almost every abortion center that someone is going to minister at you're going to have limited time and limited access yeah and so how can you reach women given those um, limitations and a brochure can talk to them for quite a while yeah yeah with the words that you were unable to say but they can then See it for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe you don't feel at all comfortable in a one-on-one conversation. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. just hand them a brochure. I mean, I would hope that you would have some things that you could say along with that. Mm-hmm. But if nothing else, it's kind of like sharing the gospel. Give them a gospel track. Right. Yeah. It speaks volumes and it can say what you can't. Yeah. It can say what maybe you don't feel you're equipped to say. Yeah. Hand them the brochure. Yeah. Let God deal with them. So you've kind of started... Um, Thinking about, well, what sorts of brochures then are yeah. are important? And we, we've kind of – we've written an article mm-hmm. that goes along with this um, well, podcast. Well, we didn't. We you didn't. Did. That's true. I, I did it all on my own. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> well, what takes you 47 minutes takes right. me 47 days <laughs> as far as writing is concerned. That's why Vicky writes all of these articles. But I do plant the seeds sometimes of the ideas for the articles. You do. And you can always expound upon my framework in yeah. ways that I cannot, which is why we make a good that team. That makes us a, 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 a dynamic That's duo right. That's in this right. sense, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, so, one of the things I want to mention, mm-hmm. and maybe you do, mm-hmm. uh, gosh. Being as you carefully read over. <laughs> yeah, I actually did read over this article, but I read a lot of stuff, so I can't always remember what I read and what I didn't read. But I want to mention something that I mentioned in just talking to some folks the other day mm-hmm. about handing out information. Someone was asking me about like kind of like what we hand out mm-hmm. and why we don't hand out particular information, like this information, that information. Right. And one of the things I said, and maybe you disagree, okay. but I think you'll agree because I'm right okay. a lot of times. <laughs> humbly. I say that humbly. The most humble man the, who ever lived other than Moses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I taught him how to be humble, though, so there's the thing. But um Less is more right. in this situation. Yeah. Because I've been to places where I've observed ministry, people are doing the best they can. So I'm not nitpicking mm-hmm. anyone. I'm not trying to 
point out anyone. If you do this, I'm sorry. It's not you I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody else. Right. <laughs> but where they like will hand out a whole bag full of information. So there'll be like a Bible in there or a New Testament or um, some book that talks about abortion, just a bunch of stuff. And you got to think, though, from the mindset of a scared young mother going into the abortion center, if you give her a whole bag of stuff, I I would bet you none of it's going to be read. Right. You really need something that yeah. gets right to the point. Yeah. That really speaks to her heart. You think about in our day and age, we're a bullet point, mm-hmm. you know, just glimpse, get it in a glimpse kind of society. Mm-hmm. You got to be thinking like kind of social media uh, mindset, right? When you're right. scrolling through and you see a long bunch of words on a social media post, I mean, you don't because you're you're a, um, a writer and a reader. Yeah. You don't keep scrolling, but I do. Yeah. I do sometimes, though. <laughs> no, like, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You you give them, you know, the whole um, how the Bible was created. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they that's not the pressing issue. Is why should I get an abortion and why shouldn't I yeah. <laughs> talk me out of it if yeah. that's what I shouldn't do? Yeah, absolutely. Now I do think it's appropriate, which we do in the brochure that we have, uh-huh. to weave the gospel, of course, and to weave scriptural truth into right. it. Right. Right. These scriptural foundational truths are important. After all, if God's word didn't tell us that human beings are made in the image of God, then what in the world are we even doing out there trying to get people not to kill their children? Right. 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 I mean, people kill dogs and cats all the time, running over them on the road and stuff. And we don't (laughs) stand out there and plead with them not to do that. Yeah. Um, because their value is different, right? Because yeah. the Bible says so. Although I don't want people killing cats and dogs on the road. I just want to make sure you know that. Yeah, I understand and that I you don't. And I probably would stop them, but, you, but you I might. get your point. You get my point. They're <laughs> okay. not Because God says human beings are made in the image of God, Right. we do what we do. The yeah. value of human life is based on what God says in his word. And so we put his word in our brochures. I really think it is appropriate to put God's word in yeah. the brochures. But I do not think it's appropriate to have a whole book trying to give it to somebody going into the abortion center that explains all the the scriptural proof that human beings are made in the image right, of God right. and why abortion is wrong based on right. the scriptures and all this other stuff. Right. So so pick the most salient scripture that yeah. is most convincing and convicting. Yeah. That gets and, right and to that the point. There. That exactly. cuts to the to the heart. Yeah. And I think really our three talk points that we talk about mm-hmm. are important if you're going to use a brochure right. and hand that brochure out. Yeah. Those three talking points, expounding on those, a brochure that does that, I think is, yeah. is effective. It yeah. gets right to, yeah. to why they're there. Right. And so so that is kind of the first category of brochures that we have. We we are focusing on the abortion-minded woman entering the abortion clinic. Yeah. And so our informational brochure is um, we include the three talking points. We include the very important critical Bible verses. and then. Um, and some of the resources, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and we also include mm-hmm. explanations of abortion procedures. Right. That's something that's yeah. kind of, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily out of the framework of the three talking points that we talk about, mm-hmm. because I think if you talk about abortion procedures in that, you're you're describing the humanity of the baby. Right. Because you're talking about what these procedures actually do to the baby. So I think that comes that's under right. the framework yeah. of the humanity of the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's important because many of these women go into the abortion centers and have no clue. They think that abortion, you know, suction abortion is just kind of like this magic thing that 
surgical thing that happens and their baby's not right. yet a person and the, yeah. you know it's going with their yeah. life or yeah. the abortion pill is just this magic pill that they swallow and their baby disappears and go right. and the problems disappear and they go on with their life okay. when you can describe to them which we do in this brochure that we hand out mm-hmm. and this brochure that we've made available uh, to you guys on the sidewalks for life website it breaks that stuff down and it kind of tears off that overlay and the lies that this is just some kind of sterile medical procedure surgical procedure it really shows the act of violence that abortion is. And I think that's a powerful way to help a mom choose life for her baby. It is. And I have had many, many moms, including one I'm I'm still been counseling for many months who would not um, look at or explore for herself what happened in an abortion because she said, I, I don't want to see it. She yeah. was very open. I don't want to see it. I, I know it's probably terrible. Yeah. So we think it's important that you see it. This is a life or death decision for a little human being. This is something you need to know yeah. what you're going in and doing. Yeah. yeah. And so just to kind of circle back around on the point that I was making, mm-hmm. I think just one piece of literature, mm-hmm. one brochure, giving that to the women going into the abortion center right. is enough. Yeah. And I think any more than that, mm-hmm. and this is from personal experience, and this is from talking to women that, that we've talked to over the years. Yeah. And seeing it firsthand, I think any more than that, it's too much. Yeah. And I think there could be a sense in which we're trying to load people up with information to cover every subject under the sun, Mm -hmm. um, really to absolve ourselves of guilt, because Mm -hmm. we might feel like in one sense we want to touch every subject so we're not guilty of not saying everything that needs to be said through literature. Yeah. And you can never say everything that needs to be said. As a matter of fact, the things that need to be said, I think, are in the brochure that we use. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're one of our missionaries with Love Life, Hopefully, you're getting our brochures. Um, the Hope is Here brochures. Right. And uh, again, if you're not one of our missionaries, we've made available this brochure, which is pretty much the same. It's a little different than what our missionaries hand out and our, mm-hmm. our folks in our various cities hand mm-hmm. out. But it's something that you guys can print off and you can hand out. Uh, there's some other places you can get brochures and things like that. Uh, I know. Ray Comfort's website, they've got a, a track there that's really focused on um, – I think Ministry at Abortion Centers at least talks about the issue of abortion. Okay. The, the 180 track. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. I believe it's yeah. Life in the Womb. It has the 180 movie a link yes. to that on the yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's called Life in the Womb. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a smaller track. It's of, of, of babies in the womb. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Ray Comfort's going to be sharing the gospel, of right? Course. So the gospel's clearly right. laid yeah. out. And the brochure that we hand out has a clear explanation of the gospel. Along the framework of what Ray Comfort would share, you know, the law breaks down the law and our guilt because of our sin before God right. and then the solution, which is Jesus. Yeah. And so I yeah. think that that's very important. Yeah. So that's the first group, the women coming in. Yeah. And one piece of information, I completely agree with you. In most cases, that is all you need to be handing them. And then we actually use a different brochure for the women who stop for us who are leaving, yeah. who are therefore post-abortive. Yeah. And that, that does have different information on it. Now, that's something that currently we only have here locally. Okay. So So we don't have a national Mm -hmm. brochure, our our missionaries in other cities. We don't have yet something created for them to be able to use, although that is in the works. Is the framework for it on the Sidewalks for Life? So it's not there either. So there's not a a post-abortive brochure there. So folks, just bug Daniel and one day you too can have it because it is really, they are different. The the needs and what you're going to focus on to a woman going into the abortion center 
um, who has not yet aborted, you're trying to convince her for why she should not abort. Yeah. But a woman leaving is someone who now is going to deal with the aftermath of abortion, the guilt, the sorrow, um, or maybe just the even rejection that she's done something awful and is going to just bury it yeah. and stuff it. And that is, um, that's not good either. So um, we do have a brochure that, that deals with that. And if, if um, you know, I think it's important for everyone to think about what are some things that might be the information you would want on that kind of a brochure. But we do share the gospel again, but there's a greater than focus on forgiveness, yeah. which we don't focus on, on when they're on their way in because they'll use it to bolster their idea that abortion is okay. Yeah. Um, but um, but also talking about healing resources for right. post-abortive women, which is really critical. And why that's so critical, um, in part, is a third of abortions are return abortions. So you really want to reach these women who have had the abortion because maybe that baby that day was not saved. But through healing resources, the gospel, and um, talking with these women coming out, you might be able to prevent future abortions, yeah. save future babies. Yeah. yeah. And again, sadly, we don't have that brochure available mm-hmm. to be able to share with everybody nationally. Yeah. It's really kind of locally focused. It has your testimony in it. Right. Yeah. Um, but we are, again, trying to tweak that and craft that to, to be able to share more nationally yeah. and even put it on the Sidewalks for Life website. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I will mention, a, a resource that we've used in the past for post-abortive healing to hand out at the abortion centers mm-hmm. is a brochure called Healing the Hurt. Right. It comes yeah. from Focus on the Family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, I guess, in a pinch, mm-hmm. although unless they've updated it, I don't really like it as mm-hmm. far as the gospel is concerned. Yeah. Like I, do, I do not think it really clearly lays out um, that abortion is sin, yeah, and that it needs to be repented of. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's there's a heavy handed way that that could come across, right? Yeah, where you know you need to repent, or you're going to burn in hell to a woman who's already broken. I don't think we need to convey that kind of message, right? But I think it can be laid out very clearly that abortion is sin. Like if we don't talk about abortion being sin mm-hmm. in a brochure that we're handing out, we want people to be healed of the hurt that that is abortion. Now, understand, and we understand that. Um, it's not just the woman that's hurt through abortion, but the baby is tortured. Right. And that needs to be yeah. like – That has to be addressed. you got to talk about yeah. that, yeah. right? Because she will deal with that one yeah. day in her own heart and mind. I know from experience that – and it took many, many decades before I really dealt with – what did I do? What yeah. happened to that child? So it'll be dealt with. No matter where you stand on the abortion line, you will one day think about that. Yeah. And it, it'd be really important to help her to think about it sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So healing the hurt, when mm-hmm. we've, used, we've used those, always mm-hmm. put a gospel track in them. Right. Because I think they yeah. are good in some yeah. sense. They have some truths yeah. in there that can really help people, yeah. I guess, well, not I guess. I know. Get the healing that they need. Yeah. Um, but the gospel is not laid out clearly at all right. in that brochure. Yeah. yeah. And they're kind of wordy. They're they're pretty um, – there's a lot of information in them. Yeah. Once again, kind of violating the first rule that we said, which is try to keep it really as short as possible right. or yeah. they're, they're just not going to read it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Plus, they're kind of expensive. I'm just looking on Focus yeah. on the Family's website right now. How much are and they? And 25 of them are $12.50. Yeah, so, you know, you're handing out bunches of those. You'll, like, you'll go broke pretty quick. I don't know, Daniel. Don't, do don't put math. me on the spot like that. <laughs> you, like, you got your computer it's open. It's like 50 you cents a piece. Out. Right? Okay. 50 yeah. cents a piece. Well, that's not terrible, but it's still, yeah. you know, it's a cup of coffee. But another another group that you are going to see frequently, well, every <laughs> Every time at the abortion center. I I, I would be remiss not to mention the connection that we have within Love Life with a ministry called Restored Life. And we're talking about post-abortive healing. So Stephanie Reinhart, Mm -hmm. who's local here, but also has a national focus, and she's created a network Mm. of post-abortive healing ministries across the nation, I think across the world at this point. And so if a woman was to call her from Utah, Mm -hmm. she knows somebody in Utah that she can connect that woman with that can take them through a post-abortive healing. Yeah. And so if you maybe you want to create something yourself locally to use to reach out to post-abortive women that are coming out, some information to hand to them, check out Restored Life. You can Google search. You can go on our website, on Love Life's website, and you can find Restored Life. Or I think she – I forget the website address. Silly for me not to know that right now. But Google it or yeah. email me. Yeah. I definitely can connect you guys with Stephanie. And we actually have some some of her cards that we can hand out too, right. and get it to people that are coming out of the abortion center. So yeah, I, if, I did if, want to mention that. Before yeah, we that's a good gears. point. And even if you don't have a post-abortive brochure, just having that information, we, I know of um, an online abortion healing. Maybe putting that on on just a piece of paper that you print print out um and with a maybe pick a, a bible verse that's going to lead her at least to begin to think about what she has done in terms of god um that's that's useful yeah that's that's helpful and anyone can do that yeah so i looked at her website and i'm sure she's got a contact um mm-hmm. she's got a contact tab there you can connect with her and she'd probably send you a stack of her business cards yeah uh, but it's restoredlife.us so Okay, that's a, so that's another resource. Or maybe you have a connection to a local pregnancy center mm-hmm. that has a post-abortive healing study or class or whatever, and you can get some cards for them. Yeah. I think having something tangible to hand out is powerful, though. It, it is. It every, shows that you care. You don't just care because we're always accused. You just care about the baby and nothing about the women. Well, we prove that that's a lie because we're still there when they're coming out. Yeah. And we're handing them offers of help and hope. So – um so yeah, those are all good points. But then um thirdly in the types of brochures typically that that we distribute at uh at the abortion center we give information to the abortion workers. Abby yeah. Johnson's ministry has all kinds of literature. She she can send that to you. Yeah. Um abortionworker.com has a a whole wealth of of information and that is, you know, if there's no abortion workers, then there's no abortions. Yeah. So so you do want to, if you can, send them things that will make them decide, hey, I don't want to work here anymore. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, like you mentioned, we have business cards that mm-hmm. I think Abby Johnson and her ministry have sent us right. that just say, I forget what they say, but has the abortionworker.com yeah. website yeah. and it has a phone number they can call. Right. And it just lists the things that, that they will do to help the women. And it's pretty amazing what yeah. they will do to help help the abortion workers to leave the industry. Yeah, absolutely. So knowing the types of brochures, that's kind of the first step of, of how to pass out information. Yeah. And I will mention that there are some other resources, some mm-hmm. other, I think it's Heritage House. I mm-hmm. keep on saying I think this, I think that <laughs> should, should have all these websites memorized. And all this, I think it's hh76.org uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. 
has some brochures there that are available for like, um, I think for Down syndrome, if, if someone thinks that they have a baby that has Down syndrome, you okay, can hand them sure. that brochure. Yeah. Again, I don't think loading people up with a bunch of brochures is helpful. But if you, you know, are having a one-on-one conversation some, with someone and they mention this or mention you know, this subject or that subject, to have a brochure that's appropriate yeah. is helpful as they're mentioning yeah. those subjects. Yeah. I know I don't do this so much anymore, but um, uh, I used to collect all the verses in the Bible or a good number of them that talked about sexual purity. Yeah. And when someone would come in and talk about that they are living with a boyfriend or whatever, um, and they claim to be a Christian, I would have that list of uh, verses printed out, those verses printed out, and I would hand it to them and say, well, you might want to check this out and see what God has to say yeah. about that. Because if you're claiming that you love Jesus, well, he he talks a lot about sexual purity in the Bible. Yeah. Outside of marriage, so um, so yeah. So yeah. again, looking on on the internet. Thankfully, I have my computer right here in front of me. Good, so I can look these What'd things up out? as I'm forgetting them. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it's hh76.org. Okay, and they've got it's Heritage Heritage House is the ministry. Um, they've got a bunch of literature there. They've got um, you're considering an abortion. It's one of their brochures. Oh, okay. Um, 10 reasons I want to abort. And so it goes through and just kind of talks about these 10 reasons. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't read these. So I don't know how great they are. It has an abortion pill reversal pamphlet that maybe be good to, to have and to hand out. Oh, to that's folks a good thing in. to have. Yeah. So uh, yeah. anyway, for those who are not a part of, uh, of Love Life, there's these resources that are available on Heritage House. Right. Yeah. So, um, so you got to have the brochures that, that, you know, be prepared with with yep. at least some brochures and the next next important step and I know Daniel you spend a lot of time training our love life missionaries and well then what where do you stand how do you situate yourself right. because all the brochures in the world if you've got them but you can't hand them out because you don't know where to go how to situate yourself strategically yeah they won't do you any good they won't do the women any good correct yeah just to have brochures but not be able to give them in people's right. hands is yeah is worthless right yeah yeah so what are some things that we can think about then in terms of placing ourselves yeah um i know every setting's different so obviously yeah, sure. you're going to have to look at your own setting but there are some kind of general principles i think yeah well i think if you're going to be like we are at an abortion center with vehicular traffic right you want to be at the driveway, the main driveway, yeah. and typically there is a main driveway mm-hmm. where abortion patients are pulling in. Mm-hmm. I would find out some abor- some abortion centers might have two driveways. Maybe they got a like kind of like wind over here, not right. too far from where we are. Yeah, uh, there's a front driveway and a back driveway. People do come in both driveways, but we position people at the front driveway because we know it's the most uh, most traveled driveway where people come in. And we have limited team size. So, you right. you know, sometimes you do have limitations in how many people Absolutely. you have and where you can place them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I kind of look at like priority spots. Like right. if, I, if there was only one person out here, where would that person be? Mm-hmm. And to me, if it's a, an abortion center with vehicular traffic, it would be at the main driveway. If there was, yeah. a, if it was only me out there, mm-hmm. I would position myself at the main driveway. I would not move from that position the whole time I was there. I would be focusing on the people coming in. And I would be trying to get literature into their hands. Yeah. From that position, typically I can call out if I need to kind of shift roles for a second rather than hand out literature, calling out to people going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will focus at that main driveway. Um, another thing, if you just have foot traffic, mm-hmm. is to, you know, like for our folks in Manhattan, mm-hmm. position yourself 
between wherever the most uh, visited bus stop or train stop is, where the where most people are coming from, whatever direction that is, between that uh, that area and the front door of the abortion center. Yeah. You know, so position yeah. yourself either on the right hand or left hand side of the door of the abortion center based on where people are coming from. Uh, kind of looking, you know, you have to do your own kind of research and figure out where people are coming from. But if you can position yourself where you can reach from both directions, people that are coming, that's that's fine, too. Um, but I really kind of look at priority positions and even I'll go on Google Maps and figure out where the major interstates are, where people would be coming to the abortion center from. And based on that, I'll, I'll Google map it and see which direction they're coming from. So I know which direction to focus my attention. And, you know, that that's amazing that you do that. And I know you do that because we're on a loop. Yeah. You, the, the street that the abortion center that we minister at uh, predominantly, it, it's on a loop and the cars can come from either direction. And depending on what GPS they use, they determines the direction they yeah. come from. So we'll watch. Sometimes we know because GPS today is sending them down, you know, the other end of the road. But we'll watch and we will always position our people when we have extra people up the road in the direction that we know the cars are coming from so that yeah. we can stop them. So have you ever noticed, Daniel, that it is sometimes easier if you can um, get them the information in their hands further away from the abortion center. Yeah. So, you know, up the road or whatever. Yeah. I mean, obviously getting them information before they get down to the battle zone right, you know, right. right in front of the abortion yeah. center is good. Yeah. And if you've got enough people to do that, that's an effective way to reach them. Get them to yeah. pull over to the side of the road when you're dealing with vehicular traffic yeah. or you stop and talk with you if you're dealing with foot traffic. Yeah. Uh, getting them, yeah, before they're about to go in the door is is you know, is good. Right. If you can do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the pull of evil is just stronger and stronger. The yeah. closer and closer, and usually the contention and yeah. the pro-abortion. Yeah, if you got pro-abortion people, especially. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, if you can, yeah. if you can stop folks and get them to talk to you before they get to right there within line of sight of the abortion center, then then that's good. Yeah. Now, all of that is dependent upon how many team members you have, how many mm -hmm. folks are out there with you, because I don't think you want to position yourself up the street if there's only one person there. You want to position yourself up the street away from the abortion center. Because that, that kind of hinders you from reaching the people who are walking in and out, right. calling out to them and, and right. handing out literature. Right. Yeah. At the same time, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say we're positioned up the street and a car's coming. The next thing to think about in handing out literature is how do you get that car to stop? Yeah. For you. Yeah. Very important. And there's some people that we call them car magnets. They're really good at that. Yeah. And other people, they never seem to have a, st a car stop for them. Yeah. But we've we've seen things that we think help. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, we were just seeing it a couple of Saturdays ago yeah. when you and I were up around yeah. the corner, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think it does have to do with your body language. Mm -hmm. It does have to do with your persistence. Mm -hmm. Like it's, and you know, one of the things I say is we don't want to just suggest to people with our body language and all of that that maybe they might want to stop and take our information. But we need to be like graciously demanding mm -hmm. because what we have as far as the information and, and the words that we can speak to them and the resources that we have for them can be life and death. Right. It can be life changing. Right. Yeah. And so when we're trying to get people to stop now, we always talk about making ourselves approachable. So I'm not talking about being a, you know, a frantic, raving lunatic, yelling and waving your arms. Stop, stop. You know, to me, that's not helpful. That's right. just going to scare them more. Right. But I think first and foremost, 
smiling, mm-hmm. big old smile, mm-hmm. ear to ear on your face, mm-hmm. making eye contact as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, really what you're doing is your relationship building. Right. That's what you're doing. In that split second. In that split second. Yeah. In that, as they're driving down the road, as they're walking down the sidewalk, make eye contact as soon as possible. Right. That requires you guys that love to wear sunglasses to take your sunglasses yeah. off because your eyes are the windows to your soul. Right. They need to be able to see your eyes. They need to be able to see a smile on your face. You're you're trying to gain their trust mm-hmm. so much so that you want them to stop and take information, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to you got to be approachable. You've got to make sure they understand that you know you want them to stop. And I always will make sure if I'm trying to hand out brochures that I have a brochure clearly visible in my hand. Right. And so I'm holding that out with one hand, yeah. typically with my right hand. Yeah. And then I'm with my left hand, sort of like in a waving stop motion. So I might wave right. just a little bit, but I'm, I'm having my hand up. You guys can't see me here listening right. to the podcast, but doing a stop obviously. signal kind yeah, of with your hand. I have my hand yeah. out like that. Yeah. I'm still smiling, yeah. but I'm doing like kind of wave stop motion like that, like, you know, kind of hand back and forth. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty expressive, Yeah. right? I'm not just mildly passively suggesting that they might stop or just, I've seen people, and again, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not trying to put anybody down, but just kind of hold the brochure out just to show the the front cover of it. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Some people might stop for that. Yeah. But if you're not giving them, I think you got to give people a reason to stop. You got to pique their curiosity. Mm -hmm. And so I think holding out, yes, but then waving your hand and, and with a stop kind of signal Gives them an extra reason to stop. Yeah, and I think what what you described. So you, you're you're being kind of um, you're saying you're almost demanding, grace graciously demanding, and that all begins with what's in your heart. What's your attitude? And I love to train new volunteers, saying you hold in your hand perhaps the most important thing they're going to see today, which is the reasons why God would not have them kill their baby. What you are offering is life-saving. This is so important. So know and have in your attitude what I am offering is of value. And I think if you first of all believe that yourself and know that within your heart, that's expressed in in how you then uh, try to flag them down. Yeah. So is that the same sort of thing you would do approaching someone walking? I'm going to be a little less, I want to be careful that yeah. I'm not coming across as intimidating or anything like that. So I might be a little less expressive with my mm-hmm. body language because I'm trying to stop an individual that's walking rather right. than a vehicle. Right. Um, but I still want to smile and make eye contact. Yeah. I still want to build a relationship with them. And it can be difficult. I know when you're on a public street, public sidewalk, especially if it's a very busy sidewalk, and you, you can't make eye contact with every person if it's a busy sidewalk. Right, right. But you can kind of – you can tell if people are coming to the abortion center. I mean, yeah. you know the age range between 18 and 25, right? right. Yeah. You know the the demeanor that they come with. Typically, they're not smiling. Sometimes There's the clothes. Sometimes, right. yeah. Yeah. And so you want to, um, I think, smile and make eye contact. Mm-hmm. I think you want to approach them, not like just run up to them real quick, but – Slowly yeah. approach them if you feel confident they're coming to the abortion center with information. Of course, you're not waving with a stop motion with your hands, right? Because, again, they're walking up. You're not grabbing them. You're not grabbing a hold stop. of them. You're not accosting them. Right. But you are walking up to them with information and saying, I think, go right for it. Are you coming to the abortion center? Yeah. I have information for you. Yeah. Yeah. And get, get the information into their hands as quick as you can. Yeah. 
That's that's good. And sometimes I have said, and this can backfire, yeah. but um, I usually, in fact, I will say if I'm walking with someone and I'm approaching them when they're walking, I will say, is it okay if I walk with you for a little ways? And sometimes they do say no, but almost always they, they shrug and say, okay. And then I feel like that is the first, for me, kind of the first establishing I'm going to be respectful yeah. of you. But like I said, it can backfire. When they say no, I stop, but I will call after them. Hey, I've got information that could really, really change your your decision today. Yeah. Please stop and take my information. But then I, if they've told me I can't walk with them, I won't. Yeah. So that's the danger. Um, and I guess I kind of just play that by ear. Yeah. Sometimes kind of read, yeah. read the person. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to kind of read the demeanor of people's faces. Yeah. If they feel, if you can tell on their face, they they feel intimidated. Yeah, that sort of thing. You want to kind of give them space. Yeah, because this kind of flight or fight mm-hmm. situation can kick in. We certainly mm-hmm. don't want them to fight us, and we certainly yeah. certainly don't want them to fly away either. Right. Yeah. I do know though, getting information to their hands as quick as possible is important. So if yeah. they're driving a car and they stop. I would give them the information right away yep. and then kind of get into the one-on-one engagement thing, yeah. talking yeah. to them. If they're walking up, yeah. hey, I have something for you. Get the information to them. They might grab that information not knowing what it is, right. and then they find out quickly, you know, you're one of those pro-life people, and they keep walking. Yeah. They've at least got the information in their hands. Now, yeah. Some people try to hand it back to you, uh-huh. and I'll just say, no, you, you need that. <laughs> I, I won't take it back. <laughs> and it, For me – they would have to throw it on the ground before I'm going to take it back. At that point, once they have it, it's theirs. Good. And okay, so, that's yeah. that's a good that's a good suggestion. I usually right. feel like, oh, okay, I'll take it back, but but you don't. Okay, I don't know. Okay, I let them I let them hang on to it. Yeah, I make them feel guilty if they're going to throw it on the ground. By the way, this is a total kind of non sequitur, but it happened today, and that this what you just shared made me think of it. If someone is coming to the abortion center, this was someone driving, and the the first thing I did was what you said, got the information in their hands, and I said, "Are you headed to the women's center?" And she said, "Yeah, where." is it don't tell them where it is yeah don't yeah. tell them where it is i know i've dealt with that several times i had one lady begging me yeah to point her to where the abortion yeah. center was she actually stopped up the road a little ways yeah and i mean there was all these pro aborts with signs with arrows <laughs> that say clinic parking right. there's all these police there's like barricades this is on a saturday yeah and like where i don't is know it? if the lord was blinding her eyes or something but i certainly wasn't going to be the the, the person right. that points her to the that's right. abortion center and I, I did it very graciously i didn't say i ain't going to tell you where to kill right. your baby i didn't say that right. right but i told her listen i understand you want to go to the abortion center and i'm here to offer you help so that you don't go in there yeah but i cannot in good conscience point you into the place that's going to kill your child right beautiful so, yeah beautiful. and so she got kind of yeah. frustrated yeah and again graciously i'm not just trying yeah. to be I'm not trying to be mean, and, and I'm not trying to withhold information, but I, I I can't do it. I just can't point you into the abortion center. And by telling the truth of why you couldn't do it, you have already started the conversation back to God yeah. and to the value of that child um, and to a someone who is standing by some very strong moral convictions. All of that was communicated by saying that. So we would never say lie. Yeah. We would never say tell them the wrong directions or anything right. like that because that would not be honoring to God. But um, I just wanted to throw that out because a lot of our new counselors will face that. And I've seen some of them just say, oh, well, it's right there around the corner. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't don't tell them where it is. You don't need to help them kill their baby. But it gives you an opportunity then to either do what you did or 
give them your agenda, which is, let me give you information and let me tell you why I'm here. Yeah. Now, I will say Mm -hmm. that I have done it before. Like, I have pointed women to the abortion center Mm -hmm. unknowingly. Like, Uh I remember a situation in which (laughs) – it was stupid. It's, like, Uh funny now. Uh Not funny. Kind of, like, ironic. Yeah. Where – She's asking where the abortion center is at. So I'm not going to point you into the abortion center. I like point with my as fingers as I point toward the abortion center <laughs> like a big dummy. Oh. And it indicated her right where it was at. Okay. So I have, because I'm, I'm a talk with your hands kind of guy. Right. If you guys could see yeah. right now, I'm talking with my hands yeah. moving all around. That's just how I roll. Yeah. Um, and so I, as, <laughs> a, as a natural reaction, if I'm thinking right. about a particular location, I'll point in that direction. Yeah. And so... Like keep my hands in my pockets, <laughs> or even your eyes. Don't flick your yeah, eyes. Yeah, the abortion center. For that young lady, though, I'm like, man, okay, God must be blinding her eyes. Cause, yeah, because it can't get more obvious. Yeah. There's signs with arrows pointing you there, and, and every, she passed by the, yeah. the, pl- the place like twice. Yeah, it's amazing. That's so if, amazing. if God blinded her eyes, I'm not yeah. going to be one, the one to open them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are there things that um we that we've talked a lot about? things to do yeah are there things that we shouldn't do that would not be good yeah i think we've we've touched on a few of these and these principles apply some of these at least to whether we're calling out whether we're in a one-on-one conversation or offering literature any of the scenarios in which Mm -hmm. we're communicating to a mom going into Mm -hmm. the abortion center but i think number one that you have here on the list at least and and i agree it's probably on the top of the list at least is don't be frantic don't be just it's hard but Mm -hmm. we want to be confident we don't want to be conveying to a woman going into the abortion center the same stuff she's feeling in her heart, this right. frantic, chaotic um, demeanor, right? Yeah. We want to make sure that we, we've got it together. Now yeah. we need that. Uh, we, we, we get it together by the grace of God, right? Yeah. Um, another thing you have here is don't be angry or condemning. Um, you know, I think if we out of the gate, let's say we, we do all the things that I just described to you with literature in our hands, vehicles coming down the road. We have our hand up in a stop motion. They stop and take our information. And right away, we hand them the information and say, don't go kill your baby. Right. That, that can be a non, non-starter to the conversation. Right. I think we really need to be thinking along the lines of relationship building. Mm-hmm. We want to gain their trust, right? The abortion center has done that. The, right. the devil has done that, gained their trust. Yeah. We want them to convey that trust from the abortion center and from the lies of the devil to us. Yeah. And part of... The, the way that we do that is our demeanor, the look on our face, mm-hmm. the fact that we're kind, mm-hmm. the, the fact tone that we're, in our voice, yeah, the mm-hmm. things that we say. We yeah. want to be speaking the truth, but we want to be speaking it in love in an approachable yeah. way, in a way that keeps them engaged in the conversation. Yeah. But if we right away get to don't go in there and murder your child, yeah, it can be a non-starter to a conversation. Right. Yeah. There's always the tension of you do need to speak truth. Yeah. Um, but when do you speak it right. and and how forcibly do you speak it? And is there can you speak it in a way that um, is less confrontive? Yeah. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. And you have here along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be too aggressive. Yeah. We want to be approachable. And yeah. we, when they actually do approach us, we want to be conversational. We want to be relatable yeah. mm-hmm. so that they continue to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have here, don't clump up in groups. So when you're trying to offer yeah. information, and this is this is hard. We fight against this constantly because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. out there on the sidewalk, we love each other. 
when there's kind of a lull in the traffic coming into the abortion center, we gravitate toward each other. We want to talk and encourage each other. And we talk about scripture. We talk about the podcast, all these other right, things. Right. And we can tend to clump up yeah. at the driveway yeah. where people would typically stop and take information. You got to think again in the mindset of a young mother going into the abortion center who's scared. It, it's going to be hard for her to stop for just one person standing there by themselves. Right. But if you've got a group of four or five people standing there together, she ain't going to stop. That's right. I mean, we've had some that do, but for the most part, they're going to keep going in. They're not going to stop and take information because it's intimidating. There's this whole group of people, and they're trying to hide their sin. They're yeah. trying to you know, hide themselves. They're just going into this abortion center hoping they can get you know do their thing and go on with their life. They don't want a bunch of people talking to them and you know, getting in their business. Yeah. But they might allow one person. Right. Uh, and and more than one person adds to that already franticness yeah. of, of what they're feeling. If you've got several people approaching, several people offering the same thing, several people talking to you, it just becomes chaotic and frantic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So be thinking about that as far as where yeah. you position people. Mm-hmm. I know just kind of a, a tip for people that are putting together sidewalk teams and you're thinking through you know, some of the the practical stuff and putting together a sidewalk team is thinking about what I talked about earlier, priority positions. So as I look at, um, and, and this is what I do, look mm-hmm. at a Google map of the mm-hmm. abortion center, kind of an overview of it, mm-hmm. the sidewalk in front or the public area in front. Right. I look, okay, where's the driveway at? That's priority position number one. Mm-hmm. Where would they call out from to the people walking into the abortion center? That mm-hmm. would typically be priority position number two. And they'll be right. thinking from there and building these positions for people to stand in mm-hmm. because it gives people purpose. The driveway person, they stand there with purpose. that They're going to hand out information. The person calling out to women going into the abortion center, that person has that position. They take ownership of that position, and it keeps them separated so they're, they don't clump up at the driveway or at one particular area. But you have them spread out because it is important to be spread out, as spread out as possible, so we don't look like this big, intimidating group of people right there in front of the abortion center. Right. And the same is honestly true if a woman decides to leave the porch or leave the abortion center and approach one of the people on the sidewalk, the tendency is for every sidewalk counselor to go zipping over because they all want to be a part of it. And yeah. I understand that. You're just so overjoyed. And um, that's what you've been waiting all morning for is to see someone actually want to talk to us. But it's best really in most cases to just let that person she, yeah. for whatever reason, chose to come talk to and let them alone with her yeah. to build that um, very tenuous relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I will say as kind of a side note, Mm-hmm. Um, because some of you guys that are listening may be thinking maybe you're, you're missionaries with Love Life mm-hmm. or you've been to a Love Life prayer walk or whatever, and you're thinking, okay, you're talking about not having big, intimidating groups of people in front of the abortion center. Yeah. And you guys do prayer walks where you have right. big, intimidating right. groups That's of people. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're intentional with our prayer walks when we're able to, to do those across the street from the abortion center. Mm-hmm to do those away from the areas where engagement would take place. Mm -hmm. And we have, like just last Saturday, we had a group of, I think it was 150 prayer walkers on property that we own next to the abortion center. But we've not always owned property. We've had more than that up the street that walk down and and come and pray in front of the abortion center. And yet they do it across the street. And we still have engagement with people. We still have people come and over and, you know, abortion-minded women come and talk with us, mm-hmm. stop and take information. Mm-hmm. The way that we position ourselves and the way we position the prayer walks is very intentional. Yeah. And so we kind of get those big intimidating groups um, 
away from the areas of engagement. We do right. that intentionally. Yeah. And they sign a non-engagement um, uh, whatever contract or whatever with Love Life saying that or, or they're, it's the verbal, but they, yeah. they know that they are not to the, – the Love Life prayer marchers are not to engage with right. the women yeah. so that it is not overwhelming. But just – so last Saturday you said was – you know, you pointed out there was like 150 people. And I had three good conversations car side yeah. um, because I was up the road away from everybody else yeah. and and three cars stopped and we had lengthy conversations so um even when there is a large group if you position yourself tr- strategically you have an opportunity to every one of them took literature yeah and i was able to speak with every one of them yeah absolutely and we're very intentional mm-hmm. in trying to train our missionaries as they're doing prayer walks and, and that sort of thing mm-hmm. to uh position their prayer walk Mm-hmm. Away from the area of engagement at the abortion center, typically yeah. within view of the abortion center, right? But in in the best way we can to be as unintimidating as possible. Right. And again, the prayer walkers are not there to engage; they're there just to pray. Yeah. And as a sidewalk counselor myself, as I'm there in front of the abortion center, and the prayer walkers are across the street, mm-hmm. I will oftentimes point to them and say, "There's a group of 150 mm-hmm. people, or how many mm-hmm. ever." Um, over there that are praying for you. Yeah. And we've had women that have chosen life because yeah. they saw that mm-hmm. group of people that were there praying for them. Yeah. They're so touched. And by they were that. touched by that yeah. and chose life for their baby. Yeah. So God God uses that. Just wanted to make sure you know to touch on that with yeah. folks that might have a question as far yeah. as that's concerned. Yeah. Don't force literature on them. Right. Um, just um while we we definitely we've spent this whole podcast talking about how valuable the literature is, but never force it. If they right. truly just do not want to take it from your hand, um you know, or they drive away and are they're rolling up their window. Don't fling it through the window. That's illegal for one thing in most places. Um, but if you just force it on them, they're just going to rip it up. They're it, if they're that adamant about not taking it. I never force. But sometimes this happened today, a man who was in and out about six times and just gave us um, some rather um, uh, wonderful hand signals about, yeah, okay. <laughs> about what he thought of our presence. Yeah. Every time until the last time he pulled over and reached out his hand Yeah, where you said persistence. Be That's persistent. sometimes be persistent. Don't think just because it's been refused the first five times that the sixth time won't be the magic yeah. number, but don't force it. Right. But offer, offering it is still important. Just don't yeah, force. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like in the, those um, conversations or those situations where you're handing out literature to someone walking up the sidewalk, yeah. if they tell you to back the F away from them. Right. Do so. <laughs> and do so. Because typically yeah. it's not going to be very good for you if you continue to, to invade right. their space. So right. I think being being uh, intentional about not invading their space, right. being, uh, you know, just aware yeah. that you're, you're breaching boundaries already. Yeah, you in are. In one sense, they're coming to a, right. you know, what they believe to be a medical, quote, medical procedure. Yeah. And uh, and you're kind of stepping in the way. You're like a hurdle right. on the way to that. Right. And there's already guilt and stuff going on in yeah. their minds. So understand that. If they tell you to back away, back away and yeah. be aware of the fact that, you know, you still need to be um, as unintimidating as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't tell you to back away. That's that's right. Um, yeah. And you have here, which I, I really like. Uh, don't be late. Don't be late, man. That's one of my pet peeves. You know, if you say you're going to show up somewhere, show up on time. Yeah. But it's so critical at an abortion center, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. If you can get there a little bit before the doors open, mm-hmm. getting there when they open, I mean, great. But if you can be there just a little bit before they open, I mean, some people in this day and age are actually early for appointments. 
believe it or not. Yeah. And you have an opportunity before the doors are open to talk with them. Yeah. And you can give them a reason to come over and talk to you, come and take your information. Mm-hmm. Hey, the doors ain't even open yet. Come over and take this information. Just read it in your car. And we've right. had women come over or stop their car, take information, read it in their car while they're waiting yep. on the doors to open. Yep. And also, we strongly recommend that no one ever be out all, all by themselves yeah. alone, a minimum of two people for accountability, for protection, for whatever, um, for moral support. But um, so if you're late and one person has showed up, they are hampered. They're yeah. they're putting themselves in a bit of a dangerous situation. They were expecting to have two people there, and that second person isn't there. Yeah. So it's that that is one of my little pet peeves. I yeah. I really am very um it, it it's rare for me to be late. Yeah. Um because my my mom always taught me if you're late, you're saying that uh your time is way more valuable than the person that you're waiting for. Yeah. Whether or not that or that's waiting for you, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But don't be late. Yeah. Show up on time. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, this is life and death, right? It is life and death. Yeah. The next thing, you've got a few other things mentioned here. You guys can read the article to get all of this in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to mention this. Mm-hmm. This to us is like so very important. Yeah. And it's number 11 here on your list. Mm-hmm. Don't forget contact name and number on the literature. Right. Yeah. Now, we do encourage folks to get, we've learned the hard way, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we to sure get have. <laughs> a, a Google Voice number. And it's so easy for all of you that are like me, very afraid of technology. It is the easiest thing on earth to get a Google Voice number. You just yeah. Google it. It talks you through. It's super easy. It connects right with your regular phone. But the beauty of the Google Voice number is they can't, no one can trace where you live. And yeah. that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you want to cut it off, you can. Like, right. Some pro boards got a hold of your, your number. Yeah, and my regular really, cell phone. The police, yeah. when he said, How'd they get a hold of it? Well, it's on the literature. And he just looked at me and said, Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I learned. I mean, they sent Vicky some death threats. So right. So be praying right. for her because that yeah. was a little scary. Yeah. But uh, get a Google Voice number. Yeah. Or you could get. Maybe some cheap burner phone from Walmart or something. If you want to get a number on yeah. that, if you wanted to do it like that and just yeah. be your ministry phone, yeah. that might be a good idea. Yeah. But they're uh, going to call you. You yeah. put your number on the literature. You're going to get calls, not only, of course, from the people you don't want calls from, because you will get some of those. I Honestly, in nine years, I've had very few of those, though. But if a mom calls you, She's calling again. She's very vulnerable, and yeah. talking to her is so critical. So I always answer all those calls, yeah. even if I know that some of them are going to be really nasty, uh, because it it could save a life, and it often has. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we've had babies. And, and no saved. last name, by the way. D- don't put just to make that when we put when you put your name again. You don't want them to be able to trace to your home for what there are some unsavory characters at abortion sure. centers. So only a first name. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, this is very important to us because there are people that will just take the information, like Izzy, right. that won't talk, that won't tell us that yeah. they chose life, yeah. but that we would ultimately be able to connect with some discipleship, mentorship, share the gospel with them, all of those things. If they call us, they can't call us, though, if there's not a number there. Right. And I do think, because some people ask, well, why don't you just get like a stamp and stamp it on there? Why don't you just have it printed on there? If you're going to have... A number, a personal number, just get it printed. Yeah. I think yeah. handwritten, though, mm-hmm. is important mm-hmm. because it's a personal touch, right? It's not just yeah. handing out some literature to somebody, but yeah. it's a brochure with important information with someone's personal contact number on the back. Yeah. And then again, just thinking along these terms, 
obviously, if you're handing out Spanish literature, you want to have somebody that can speak Spanish. Yep. So if you have somebody locally, somebody in your church, we've got folks locally that let us put their name and number on the back of our brochures, on our Spanish brochures. Right. Because, again, people will take the information, maybe not talk, but call us later. Mm-hmm. And we've had women that have taken brochures that had a friend that yep. they got a brochure from us. Mm-hmm. Their friend gave them your number from the mm-hmm. brochure, and you were able mm-hmm. to help them to get resources and, and choose life and even right. be led to the Lord. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So um, I think we'll wrap this podcast up. Yeah. Hopefully it was an encouragement to you guys, yeah. a little training uh, and just this practical thing of handing out literature. If you guys have any questions about this, I've mentioned about some resources where you can get it, get information, get literature and things like that to, pa- uh, to pass out. If you need some clarity on that, certainly you can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. Uh, you can reach out to Vicki, Vicki at lovelife.org. We'd love to answer any questions that you have best we can. We're mm-hmm. busy people these days, mm-hmm. but we like to respond when we're able to. So uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Please share this podcast Please reach out to us with some suggestions for future podcasts. We would love to hear some suggestions that you have and, and um, you know, do some more training along the lines of stuff that you have questions about if we can. So uh, with that, we'll wrap this thing up. And until next time, God bless. God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me. I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you